0: Thank God for the prayer on today. Amen. I just thank God for being in the midst. Amen. Thank God for um, saw my sister walk in just pushing in the back. Amen. And then I just start smiling because I was hope- hoping and praying. I said, I hope she come this Sunday. I just started smiling. I said, God did it again. Amen. I just thank God for sister family being yeah. Amen. Each and every one of you, thank you Lord. amen just backing up to give God honor, my wife honor. Amen. Like I say, I just feel good on today. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I just want to start by saying, y'all. Um, amen. I thank God for my wife's prayer because she didn't even know. It. Amen. When she said, you know, and that's why it's important that you listening to what a person is praying when she when she asks God. She said, just remind him, Lord, when he gets weak. That all is well. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. And I was at my job one day early this week and I and I had my journal and, and work was over and I was just sitting there and I was like, God, I need a what I need a word from you. Yes. And a lot of times when I can't hear from him, you know, just audibly, I will write. I will write out what I want to say to God and then he will respond to me. And I was just saying, God, I just need you to say something to me. Okay. And I wrote and, and he and all he said was it is well. And can, when nothing else comes, he just said it is well. Amen. So I just thank I just thank God for her prayer. I just thank God for that confirmation. Because she went there, she didn't even know, Amen. And that was just his response to me. He just said that it is well. And so the second thing that I want to say is I just want to um I just want to thank you all because for the first time since my show Love Day, I picked up my, my book with my prayers, amen, and I just began reading, and the tears just began flowing like it was the first time that I saw it, and I just said, I just said, Lord, I said, I'm sorry, and then I just said, I want y'all to know that I am so grateful, and I am so thankful to be y'all pastor, not somebody else pastor, to be y'all pastor, like I'm thankful, you know, I'm thankful that you chose me, amen, to minister to y'all, Amen. And so I just want to encourage you that no matter where you are, on your walk, God got you. Like you right where you supposed to be. You right where you supposed to be, right? You might have thought that you done wasted time, that thing that done went left, that thing that done went sideways, but he is still God. He still got you. Amen, right? So I want to tell y'all the same that he thing that, that he told me. It is well. It is well, glory. Amen. And so as I as I go into the word today, I'm gonna to be in Psalms 27, Amen. And I've just been thinking a lot about the idea of guidance, glory. Because I don't know about y'all, but just sometimes I'm like, God, I just need um I need your direction. Yes, yes. I need your guidance, I need you to show me which way to go, amen. And that's how I was feeling on my job. Like I was I was I was so anxious. I'm like, God, you gotta tell me something. You gotta tell me what's next. And it was like he was just saying, just chill out. Like you don't always have to know what's next. He just said, just like he was saying, just appreciate where you are. Yeah. All is well. Amen. Yeah. So I, I wanna I wanna submit to you all, amen, the title on today: Guidance. Don't be that person. Amen. Don't don't be that person that's always trying to look for what's next, always trying to figure. God out. Amen. Amen. Just try to be where he is. Lord. If you just be where he is, then all will be well. Lord, you don't always have to know what's going on. You don't always have to know what he's doing. Amen. It's just, it's just like your children. You know, sometimes we get ready to go somewhere and they say, where y'all going? And we look at him like, mind your business. You don't have to know where I'm going. Right? All is well. We'll be back. Lord willing, we'll be back, y'all will be okay amen. And God is the same thing So we don't always have to know And I know that sometimes we want to know Amen, but that's just part of Surrendering to God Just trusting him to know What's good for you, amen So don't be that person on today Hallelujah Hallelujah I'm just so full I'm just so fool. thank you Lord amen so as I, as I as God was giving me this word amen I just started thinking about amen how he leads and how he guides and then these, these these cliches just began to pop up in my head amen you know the chip a chip off the old block an apple don't fall far from the tree amen like father like son and God just asked me you know who do you take after who do you take after Whose footsteps are you following in? And amen. And I just thank God for the song that Pastor T read, Psalms 37 and 23. It says, "The steps of a good man." This is the King James version. It says, "The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, the Lord. and He delighteth in His way." And so I'm asking you all, who's who do you take after? Who's footsteps are you following in? Are you following in mama footsteps, daddy footsteps, friends footsteps or are you Amen, following in the Lord's footsteps? And the other part I want to submit to y'all that as I'm going through this sermon, amen, don't be that person who only reads half the scripture. Amen. Don't be that person that only reads half the scripture or quotes half the scripture because the word says and he delighteth. In his way amen so when you go to God for an answer when you go to God for guidance my question to you is when God gives you a response do you delight in the response that he gives you are uh, you that person that say God no that ain't it Lord. that ain't it God <laughs> right and so so many times I mean God has people or God is trying to give us guidance that we reject. He's trying to tell you all is well and I got you and I got your I got your plan and I got your footsteps ordered. But we like, no, nah, God, I think I want to go left right now. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be that person. And so in, in Psalm 27, the fourth verse took out for me. So everything is going to going to revolve around this fourth verse. And if y'all would just stand real quickly while I read this one and then y'all can be seated the rest of the, the sermon. It says, I have asked the Lord for one thing. Mm. Amen. Amen. And I was just like, God, I'll be asking you for a whole bunch of stuff. Right? right. right? right. But the psalmist says, I have asked the Lord for one thing. One thing only do I want. To live in the Lord's house all my life. To marvel there at his goodness. And to ask for his guidance. Amen. You may be seated. And I say, Lord, now, is it just me or am I reading that thing wrong? It sounds like he asked for three things in this. It sounds like he said, I want to live in his house. I want to marvel at his goodness and I want to ask of his guidance. And God say, it may sound like three, this is just like a trinity. It may sound like three, but it's one. Amen. And that one thing is what the psalmist is asking. He's saying, God, I just want to be where you are. I just want to be where you are because if I am, if I am where you are, that means I dwell with you, right? That means I dwell with you, and if I'm dwelling with you, it's no way that I cannot see your goodness towards me. I can't say it's no way that I cannot notice how you love me, right? And then if I'm in your presence and I just see all of this goodness, it's no way that I'm not going to want you to guide me and lead me and give me direction in my life. And so the psalmist, when he says this. He's just wrapping up what the desire of our heart should be. Lord, I have asked of one thing. Just let me be where you are. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 And so, I, like I say now, you know, in order to understand this sermon, amen, you can't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person who is only comfortable with part of the Scripture. Right? Because you can be that person to say, God, I want to I want to live in your house, right? I want to be here. I want to be. Here. I want to go to heaven. You can be that person that say, "I want to marvel at your goodness." Oh Lord, I only want good things to come towards me. But when you get to that last part, I want your guidance. You like? I don't know if I want that. Lord. And that's it. Like we want God to. We we want to. We want to touch Him. We want. We want to know that He's there. We want good things to happen to us and not bad things. But when God starts to get a guidance part, you know, we going down our list like, "Chick, God, I feel good. I feel your presence. God, Chick, all these good things are happening. God start giving you instructions. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I don't want the guidance part. I don't want the guidance part. But just like I related it to my own children, right? How many of y'all would allow somebody to live in your house? And receive all good things of you. But when you ask them to do something, they disrespect you. They disrespect you and they don't want to listen to you. And God is the same way. So if we want all of those things that God is asking, we have to receive his guidance as well. well. And so y'all going to have to battle these 14 verses. It's only 14 verses in this 27th Psalm. And so the question is, do you want to be where he is? If you want to be where he is, amen, glory. If you want to be where he is, you also have to receive his guidance. The word says, how can two walk together unless they agree? How can you walk to the Lord, but you won't agree to his guidance, right? You won't agree to his plans. You won't agree to his purposes. So do you want to be where he is? If the answer is yes, you have to receive his guidance, you have to receive his instruction. And so, just based on that fourth on that fourth verse, my brain always says, Well, God, what's the context? If the psalmist is saying is, what, what 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 is that fourth verse sandwich in? It's three verses before it, and there's some verses after it. So, in order for me to understand what the psalmist is saying, I gotta know the whole psalm. And so the first verse says, and then I I, y'all, I read this and then I say, oh, that's that William Murphy. So I'm playing the William Murphy. Okay. I'm reading the scripture. So I'm in the bedroom crying because I done read the prayer book. Right? Lord, I'm Lord. like, the word, He just ministering to me. <laughs> right? That first verse says, the Lord is my light. And we talked about this. Light cast out darkness. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my God. Right, I'm around here walking in darkness. I'm bumping in the walls. I'm tripping over the old stuff. And then the, but when the Lord comes in, the word says, the Lord is my light. And so when that light shines, the Lord becomes my salvation. Because if I continue to walk in the darkness, I might fall in a hole and never get out. Glory, glory. So if he don't shine the light, if he doesn't guide me, then I'm lost. So the word says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I will fear no one. And so I, I, once again, I submit to y'all, don't, don't be that person that read half the scripture. we like, cool, the Lord is my life. Cool, <laughs> the Lord is my salvation. But then we walk around in fear. Lord, the Lord. If the Lord is your life, then whom shall I fear? I will fear no one. The Lord protects me from all danger. I will never, I will never be afraid. If God is for me, who can be? Who can be? Lord, Lord. Who can be? Not mama, not daddy, not co-workers, not husband, not ex-husband,
1: not baby
0: mama. Who can be? Lord. Who can be against me? I will never be afraid. When evil people attack me and try to kill me, they stumble and they fall. You know why I don't fall? Because the Lord is my life. Right? We all run around in darkness, but if you don't have the light, the Lord is your flashlight. Right? Your enemies run around in darkness. They're going to run into the wall. You're going to see the exit sign. And God is going to plan a way for your escape. But if you want to be where he is, you have to accept his guidance. Even if. And this is our thing. We like You know, I'm good to a certain certain point, but the psalmist says, even if a whole army surrounds me. And that's what it feels like sometime in our life, right? It's not an actual army, but it feels like I got this going on over here. I got that going on over here. I got this going on in my heart. It feels like an army of enemies attacking me. But the psalmist says, even if it's a whole army, I will not be afraid. Even if the enemies attack me, and that's the thing, sometimes we are just like the like the Israelites. We we are in the winners, and we looking out, and we see all the giants. They ain't even attacked us yet. But just because we see them, all them what ifs in your life. Well, what if this happened? What if that happened? If I do this, then this gonna happen, and you don't even know what's gonna happen. So that first part says, even if they surround me, I will not be afraid. But take it a step further. Even if they decide to attack me, yes. even if the worst happens, I will still trust God. Glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. And so the fifth verse. Remember, I told you, it like he, he, he said one thing I have desire, but it seems like he read three. But it's all the same thing. He's saying the same thing. And so the fifth verse presents this idea of I want to be, I want to dwell in your temple. I want to be in the safety of your house. That fifth verse says in times of trouble, he will shelter me. Times of trouble, he will shelter me. He will keep me safe in his temple. He will make me secure on a high rock. And that high rock is Jesus. When the word says that he was exalted. Amen. Right. When the word says that he was exalted, that means he is residing in heaven. Right. So if you is where he is, if you are focused on things above, like Colossians tells us to, then who can touch you? Glory. Your enemies can't get where he is. Glory. Glory. And so that's why the psalmist is so smart. He say, one thing have I, I have desired. I want to be where you are. The sixth verse tells us about his goodness. His sixth verse tells us even if all of these things happen, right? Even if the worst happens, even if I'm like Job and you, you take everything uh, away from me, I know in the end it's going to be Romans 8 and 28, right? You're going to make whatever happens. Even the worst things, you're going to make those things work out for my good because I love you, right? Don't be that person that just think it's going to work out for your good and leave the other part off. He said he makes it work out for the good of him that love him. Right? Don't be that person that read half the scripture. But I know that even if I'm attacked by all my enemies, whatever happens, if I'm like Job, victory will still be mine. The psalmist says, so I will triumph over my enemies. Right? I will triumph over my enemies. And so this is the, the next part, right? 'cause we going we going to take you in the whole word. He said the psalmist says when I try I'm going to try up with shouts of joy. I will offer sacrifices of praise. Lord. How many of y'all when y'all going through something, you be like, "Okay, God, I'm going I know you're going to bring me out of it." But can't nobody tell that you 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 really feel that way because you look sad all the time. Lord, Lord, Lord. You you don't praise them. You don't testify. Yeah. The psalmist says, I'm going to triumph over my enemies. So that means in the midst of the battle, I'm still going to praise you. I'm going to offer sacrifices in this temple. So think about it now. If God allows you to be in his house, right, you say you want to dwell with him. You say that he's good and you're living with him and you say you trust him. And then he turns around and looked at you and like, why are you always so sad? How many of y'all want to live in a house with a person that always looks sad? God said, if you're going to be in my house, if you want to be with me, glory, then offer some, some praise. Yes. Even if it's bad and you say you trust me, then why don't you look like that? Why don't you walk like that? Why don't you talk like that? Amen, Amen. The psalmist says, I will sing. I will praise the Lord. Glory. Glory. And so the 7th through ninth verse brings it all back around to, to his guidance, to relationship equals Proximity. How many of y'all ever tried to be in a long-distance relationship? I bet the fidelity the, the, the fidelity wasn't good, right? You find yourself drifting away. The communication is off, right? And that's why the psalmist says, I'm not trying to be in a relationship with you and I can't be near you. I want to be where you are. One thing I have desired, to dwell in your house. How many of y'all want to be married to somebody and then live in separate houses? The psalmist says, hear me, Lord. Right. Right. Yeah. Hear me, Lord. It's hard to communicate with somebody when you far from them. Right. I don't know why they just came to me. Right. But when, when, when I met my wife right this before cell phones was good. Right. Before I had unlimited data. Right. Yeah. And she was living in America's and I was living in Albany. And I'm talking on the phone, and it got that big battery on the back. Damn. And my ear getting hot. And my light bill, four, I mean, my, my phone bill $400 because I don't have unlimited. Right. Right. right? right. But in order for that relationship to work, I, I had to I had to keep, I had to either pay that bill or not talk. So it was easier when, when we became one and we in the same house, right? right? Now I don't have to, I don't have to try to dial her, call her long distance, when I call her, she's right there for me to talk to. That's why the psalmist says, one thing I have desired, I want to be in the house of the Lord with you. So when I call, hear me, Lord, when I call to you. Be merciful and answer to me. When you said, come and worship me, I answered. And that's another thing about proximity. If you are far from the Lord, how are you going to hear him when he calls you? We so busy, like we far away from him and we call him and we want him to answer us. But when he calls us, we so far away, we act like we can't hear. Amen, Jesus. In the same way we can't hear him, he can't hear us when you far away. Glory. The psalmist says, don't hide yourself from me. Don't hide yourself from me. It's hard to hide yourself from somebody when you're in the same house with them. You're going to bump into them every now and then at least. Yeah, right? But if you live in a whole other city, it don't take much to hide. It don't take much to do dirt. It don't take much to be sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hide yourself with me. Don't be angry with me. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, she and I have gotten to the point now where we don't have time to be angry because nobody has time. Like, I got to see you every day angry. We need to go in and resolve this. And it's the same thing. I have got time for God to be angry with me. God, tell me. Give me your guidance. Tell me what you want me to do so I can go on and get right and move on to the next step in my life. I don't have time. Like, don't be angry with me. Don't turn me away. You have been my help. Don't leave me. Don't abandon me, oh, God my Savior. Don't be that person that tries to make God like man. The psalmist says my father and my mother may abandon me, but the Lord will. And it seems like you know, my daughter said we we we, go, we telling them to do all kinds of stuff and they, they hit you with that. I ain't asked to be here. You know? I ain't asked to be here. They say it jokingly. But I think we all thought that, right? Yeah. Why you get to tell me what it is? I didn't ask to be here. The thing about it is, I didn't ask for you. You, what God gave me. So take that up with Him. Hallelujah. And I say that to say that it seems like if anybody's going to be there for you, that mama or daddy would be there for you. But we know God lets us know that he is not man, because even if mother or father abandons us, the Lord will take care of us. Amen. And so the 11th and 12th verse, verse says, teach me, Lord. that's that guidance. Teach me, Lord, what you want me to do. And lead me along a safe path, because I have many enemies. And I read that, y'all, and I was just thinking, like, this many enemies thing. And I didn't think about external enemies. I thought about internal enemies. Thank the Lord. I thought about internal enemies. Thank you. Thank the Lord. And that's when we need them the most. That's when that teaching got to come. Right? That's when that teaching, because a lot of times we focus and we asking for God's guidance. Like, God, tell me how to fix my wife. Tell me how to fix my children. Tell me how to fix all these other people. Right? But the word says, where do all the wars and fighting and murmurings come from? It comes from the inside. (laughs) And that's when the guidance has to be the greatest. Thank you, Lord. Brother Marcus, you got to catch the slides under my iPad when I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Teach me. Lead me. Because I have many enemies. That 12th verse says, don't abandon me to my enemies who attacked me with lies and threats. And I want y'all to keep in mind that that's in, in, internal. And that's the thing about being where God is. That's the thing about dwelling with God. Any of y'all that have been married and, and, and you dated a person before you got married or just been in a relationship and you've been with that person, but you didn't live together and then you live together. You begin to learn things about that person, right? Right. That you didn't know when you was just in the dating phase. And that's the thing. That's the thing about God, right? He won't abandon you to those inner things. He's not going to let lies and threats attack you from the inside. God is going to get to the root of what you're thinking. And so I end with this. Here's the 13th and 14th verse. Y'all done made it through, y'all made it through 14 verse. I'm almost done. In these last verses, God just reaffirms his goodness to us. Right. The psalmist says, I know that I will live to see the Lord's goodness in this present life. And what I I love about that is God is not telling us we got to wait to get to heaven. Amen. He's not telling us that we got to wait to get to heaven. Amen. To be in a relationship with him or to feel good about what we're going through. The psalmist says, I'm going to see it on this side. Right. So if he allows us to see it on this side, how much greater will it be on the other side? So he gives us this last little bit of guidance. The psalmist gives us this last little bit of guidance. He says, trust in the Lord. Have faith. Do not despair. Trust in the Lord. Amen. Don't be that person. Don't be that person who who wants everything that the Lord has to offer, except the guidance, except the instruction, except the proximity, right? Except the correction. You want everything. Don't be that person. Go ahead and surrender. Go ahead and surrender. It makes everything easier. It makes the communication easier. Amen. When you're in that long-distance relationship and you want to feel that person's touch and they can't reach through that phone, it's the same way with God. You far away from him, you ain't going to feel his touch. You got to be where he is. You got to be where he is. And it don't even take a lie. You can be like that lady who's like, if I can just get the hem of it. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Right? It do take it if I could just get the hem of his garment. And then what you say after that? I will be made whole. Not 80%, not 90%, but whole. Amen. Amen. Y'all come on and give the Lord a hand. Amen. 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 I feel good. Amen. Glory.